Hello there. I'm just coming on before the episode to let you know that as well as talking about crochet, in this episode I chat to Louise about the sadness and trauma of losing her brother in the Manchester Arena bombing. If this is a subject you know you'll find upsetting, please give the episode a miss. This is Making Stitches and this time the story of how a tragedy led to a life-changing decision to focus on crochet full-time. If you're in that right mindset to just go for it and just be happy but you're comfortable still then that's great, do it. Even if it's a temporary thing you need to just do it because I am so much happier. I could I could get a full-time job next week and still be, I'm in a better place now than I was last year so I think it's what I needed at the time. So just make sure you know in yourself that you're not going to make your millions. I might do eventually. You never know. <laughs> I know it's possible, but it's, for me it was more of a, my mental health was suffering and it's not anymore. Hello and welcome to Making Stitches. I'm Lindsay. Thanks very much for joining me for this latest episode. Many of my guests on the podcast so far have spoken about the healing properties of their crafts, the mindfulness of repetitive stitching, be that with a sewing needle or machine, a pair of knitting needles or a crochet hook, as well as the joy of being able to create something beautiful or meaningful to them. For my guest today, crochet and other crafts have helped her in her journey since losing her brother suddenly four years ago. Let me take you back to the 22nd of May 2017, when tragedy hit so many families. In the following days and weeks, the newspapers and news bulletins were filled with the story of a terrorist attack on an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester Arena. More than 800 people were injured and 22 people lost their lives. Among them was Martin Hett. At the time, Martin's younger sister, Louise Murray, was nearing the end of her foundation year studies ahead of a fashion design degree. All of that got put on hold, though, when the tragedy struck her family, so suddenly and so publicly. Since then, her love of crafts and making has helped her find a new direction, and she's now crocheting as a full-time business. I was thrilled that she agreed to speak to me for the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Just to kick off, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name's Louise, I'm 23, I live in Stockport and I crochet full time. <laughs> That's a marvellous thing to be able to say. <laughs> Have you been a creative person all your life? Yeah, definitely. So I've, 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 my earliest memories of being creative, I, I used to get like wax crayons and just colour in paper all the time and scrunch it up so I could see all the patterns that it made and I had like little stencils of little like model cutouts and I used to draw clothes on them I used to just draw around plates and sellotape and whatever little shapes I could find and then colour in all the gaps and I just was always at the table colouring in and doing stuff. And what about um, crochet and, and yarn crafts is that something that's been in your life for a long time? Um, I think I must have been about eight or nine I don't know exactly but I think it was about then and um, my grandparents live in Skegness 
and we used to go, me and my little sister used to go in the summer for a week every year. And um, my gran one year taught me how to crochet and I was obsessed with it. I just sat there watching films. It was middle of the summer and all I wanted to do was watch films and crochet. <laughs> so I started off doing squares and then I did circles and then you kind of work from there, don't you? Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Sounds like a dream holiday. <laughs> crochet and films. <laughs> but crochet hasn't been your career path though, has it? No, no, I've been a bit here, there and everywhere to be honest. Um, no, I've just come out of a job last year in marketing, which I was enjoying, but I, I, to be honest with you, when I was at work, I just wished I was at home crocheting. Oh, it's, it's an obsession. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I can't not mention the fact that something huge happened yeah. to you back in, in, uh, in May of 2017. Could you yeah. tell me a little bit about that? So, um, I was just finishing my um, art foundation degree at Manchester Uni, ready to go to Leeds Uni in September to do a fashion degree. Um, and the day before my hand in, um, my brother was killed at the, the Manchester Arena bomb. Um, so, it kind of flips your whole world upside down and... Um, yeah, I had to drop out of uni because obviously I didn't want to leave everyone behind and be on my own in Leeds. Um, I probably wasn't in the right mindset. Loads of reasons, really. Um, yeah, and it just kind of... Until I quit my job to do crochet, I think I was in and out of different jobs trying to just find my way back onto a path of being all right again. I can't comprehend what you've been through um and can I just say I'm so sorry for what you've experienced um how how has your craft helped you in the intervening years um it's always been something that I go to like anyway whenever I'm feeling anything and um, just because you can kind of immerse yourself in it and forget about what's going on and I think as well I was spending a lot of time on my phone just after it and everything on my like Facebook and Instagram feed was to do with my brother and all of his friends posting pictures, people tagging me and things and it, all with the best intentions but I don't want to go on my phone and every two seconds see pictures of my dead brother. It was a bit like I found it really really stressful and I still find social media quite, um, I don't know, I, I don't like it, quite anxiety provoking for me so it's nice to just sit in the evening, put my phone down and just be in my own little world instead of just scrolling mindlessly. Yeah, so it's so easy for, for somebody who's not experienced anything like you, but you can get sucked into social media, can't yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's a really horrible place. It's, I deleted Snapchat, I deleted Twitter, I've, I've tempted to delete Facebook. I just, I don't really like it. I'd rather just be in my own little world. If you want to see me, give me a text and we'll meet up. I, I don't... There's nothing that is going on there that I can't see you in real life to talk about or, you know, I, I don't like it. <laughs> no, I, I, I can totally appreciate that. So so crochet was your safe place that you could escape to away from yeah. from what was kind of bombarding you? Yeah, I did, I did whatever I could get my hands on. We had loads of beads at home, so I bought loads of little earring hooks and did that. I just sat, got all the beads out on the floor. And this is at age, like, 20, 21. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be on my phone sucked into the virtual world of Doom. <laughs> yeah, quite. I can totally appreciate that. So what was it then that triggered you to decide actually maybe rather than just being a hobby, crochet should become much more for you and become your full-time job? Uh, good question. Uh, I think I've always wanted to do it since I was about 17. I've always, it's been like the dream to just sell my own clothes and, and do that. But I don't know, you're kind of told that you go to uni, you get a career and, you know, you do something serious rather than crochet full time. So I think I just thought that's what I had to do. Um, and then I think obviously Corona happened. Um, so I think there was just nothing else more to life other than getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home getting up again, going to work, it was just a bit, I've started being really like down and I'd, I'd get up in the morning and cry before I got to work because I just really didn't want to go, I just wanted to come home and just do my own thing and I just thought life's too short to be getting up in the morning and crying about going to work. Definitely, definitely. So you took the plunge. Yeah, I, I have savings, I'm quite sensible with money, I've I've got lots of savings, so I thought now's probably a good time before I have kids and settle down properly. My bills are quite low because I'm, I'm, I like living cheap anyway. We're in lockdowns, so I'm not spending anything. Now's a really good time to try it. Brilliant. And how's it been so far? <sighs> it's, it's quite stressful. <laughs> I don't regret it one bit because I think... Um, I'm a lot happier. My partner says I'm I'm much happier. I've I've got no money, but <laughs> but I'm a lot happier definitely. If if all else fails, I'm having a great summer. Um, I can get a part time job if I need it. It's, I can go back to uni anytime if I want to. It's, I'm just for now. It's the right thing to do, and I think that's all that matters. It, it nothing is forever, is it? Absolutely. It's just uh, just something that you're doing at the moment, and and if it takes off so be it then that's great if, if not I can do it on the side and get another job or part-time job or I can just do this as much as I want because I'm happy and I've got my savings <laughs> fantastic so what is it you're actually doing what is your business so um I've been selling second-hand clothes since I was like 17 on the side and um, just while I was in uni and in college and stuff and um, so I've still got a bit of that going on but my crochet, I, I make crochet clothes, earrings, jumpers, cardigans, skirts, whatever I come up with really, um, and sell them on, I've got a website now, uh, which I started up last month, and mostly on Depop, and I've got a few patterns out on Etsy as well, so I've kept myself busy. <laughs> Sounds like it, blimey, you must be crocheting around the clock. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So is it your own designs that that you're selling the the clothing of? Yeah, I, everyone always asks like what patterns I follow, but I've never ever followed patterns before. Um, so I wasn't taught to follow a pattern. I just my grand taught me to make a square and a circle. So I've I've kind of it's a lot of trial and error when I make a new pattern. There's a lot of undoing everything and starting again, which is fine. I enjoy that. Um, and then when I've done one, I think I've got quite a good memory, like a photographic memory, so I remember it exactly to the stitch, so I can just do it again. Well, that's very useful. <laughs> so I don't follow patterns, but then I've, I've tried to make a few patterns and they seem 
going all right. So. That's brilliant. So how have you found being able to get the word out about your business, bearing in mind that you have a kind of a an arm's length relationship with social media? Well, I do, but my last job was in social media marketing PR. So I, I mean, I, I can understand social media and I think I'm, I, I'm good at it, but I, I just would rather not. When it's just, when it's my business stuff, I don't mind it. It's just my personal one I'd rather bin. Um, <laughs> it's different when it's your business stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I, I started my Instagram account in I think end the last day of July last year. So I think it's I think in like nine months I got ten thousand followers. So I don't know how I did. Well, you're obviously doing something right. Just being very persistent and. Um, trying to post every day and stay active on it really brilliant which is very counterintuitive for me <laughs> so have you got any words of advice for anybody else who's who's been inspired and thinks that they might like to you know follow you and, and follow their dreams and and turn their passion into a business um yeah go for it but make sure you're not expecting to make as much money as you were it's it, I'm hemorrhaging money in a way, <laughs> but I'm, but I am happy. So if you if you're in that right mindset to just go for it and just be happy, but you're comfortable still, then that's great. Do it even if it's a temporary thing. You need to just do it because I am so much happier. I could I could get a full time job next week and still be I'm in a better place now than I was last year. So I think it's what I needed at the time. So just make sure you know in yourself that you're not going to make your millions. I might do eventually. You never know. <laughs> I know it's possible, but it's, for me, it was more of a, my mental health was suffering and it's not anymore. So. Yeah, I guess what you've been through has, has kind of made you realise what your priorities really are in life. Yeah, life's too short. Life's too short to just, anything could happen. I could die in a car crash tomorrow. So I'm, I'm happy. I could go happy if I do go tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to me, Louise. It's been a real treat. I've really enjoyed it. And, and it's so inspiring to see, you know, somebody who's just gone for it. And, you know. <laughs> when I told my parents I was going to do it, I expected them to say, oh, Louise, you idiot, don't do that. But they were like, oh, yeah, do it. Life's too short. So I think, I think the family vibe is do what you want to do. <laughs> well, that's a brilliant ethos to live by, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> My sincere thanks to Louise Murray for agreeing to share her story and speak so openly about her experiences. I wish her all the very best with her crochet business. If you'd like to see Louise's work, you can find links to her website, Hooked by Lou, in the show notes for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, a positive review on your favourite podcast app will help other people find making stitches in future. I'll be back again in two weeks' time with another episode with another inspiring maker story for you. Until then, do keep safe and enjoy your crafting.